Hello, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. This month, I've been focusing on all the metabolic devastation that sugar causes. It's implicated in cancer, heart disease, dementia, and of course, diabetes. I could go into the politics on how big food lobbyists continue to manipulate our government recommendations. I could go into government funding of the corn industry so that the worst offender, high fructose corn syrup, is so incredibly cheap, it's found its way into the most common foods we eat and crave. I could complain that our government does very little to teach people the science behind a proper diet and the impact it can have on the expensive healthcare in America. I could talk about how we're falling behind in global health. Currently, we've dropped another two points. We now rank 37th in global health, behind Slovenia and Cuba. So wrong. I could tell you about the research this has on the impact of how we have fared in COVID death rates. I mean, I could go on and on about our government, our health, and how the big processed food industry and how the big pharmaceutical companies have taken over in the last 60 years. But instead, I guess, we just need to focus on education and making better personal choices on our own and not expect our government to make choices in our best interest. It seems to me like money is making all the choices today. So we need to vote with our dollars. To start with, I recommend spend money on good quality food and stop buying the processed sugar-laden food. Just stop buying it altogether and they'll stop making it. Every week, I come here and I tell you if you want weight loss, if you want better blood sugar control, less gout flare-ups, digestive improvement, less anxiety, less achiness, less medications, more energy, better aging, better health, physically, mentally, and emotionally, diet and lifestyle adjustments is where to start. It can be all about the choices we make every day. So much in our control, but we have to take that control. We need to be in the driver's seat and choose for ourselves. But when you realize how bad sugar is, it really helps make those choices a little easier. I truly believe the more you know, the better choices you're going to make, and then the better outcomes you can have. Today, I'm here to teach you just how bad sugar is, so you can make better choices if you choose to. I'm going to tell you about fructose, uric acid, glycation, and finally, what you can do to overcome the damaging effects of excess sugar. I say sugar is the demon. We really need to exercise from our lives. I think a little biochemistry, and you can see how it really clogs things up. When you eat sugar, table sugar, it breaks down into fructose and glucose, about 50-50, glucose-fructose. You know, you get fructose mostly from sugar, but also from so-called natural sugars like honey, maple syrup, and even fruit. It provides the sweetness in fruit. But in fruit, you also get lots of nutrients, lots of fiber, then you get those phytonutrients. It's really hard to overeat whole fruit. But juice, you can sure overdo juice. An apple is going to fill you up and satisfy. But a glass of juice, boy, it can hold eight pieces of fruit. And that is a whopping dose of fructose that surely overwhelms 
the liver that I'm going to tell you about. So fructose and glucose. So it's 50-50 from sugar. The glucose, those excess calories, that's bad enough. It's going to require your pancreatic insulin to unlock the cells and get the energy in there. But the fructose, it's the worst demon with horns. Fructose isn't just absorbed like glucose. Fructose is first sent to the liver where it's converted into glucose before it can be used by the body. This process actually consumes energy rather than giving us energy. No wonder we complain a lot of lack of energy. You know, a diet high in fructose sugar is going to deplete energy. Before the mass production of refined sugar, we hardly ever got it in high amounts. It is our excess fructose intake that's linked to a lot of metabolic disorders. So when people eat a diet that's high in calories and high in fructose, like the typical American meal, the liver gets overloaded with fructose, backlogged, and it has no choice but to start turning that fructose into fat. And excess fructose storage may be the key driver of the most serious diseases today. Obesity, diabetes, dementia, heart disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, even cancer. All the chronic diseases of modern society all coming together, isn't it? More and more things, research is pointing the finger at fructose sugar. And it's implicated in at least these six things. Raising the LDL, the very low-density cholesterol, and accumulating of fat around the organs, the toxic fat. Second thing, increased levels of uric acid leading to gout, kidney disease, high blood pressure. Going to talk more about that in a minute. And depositing fat in the liver, leading to the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, potentially. Fourth thing, insulin resistance. We talk about insulin resistance all the time. I mean, it's, it's just like held together, closely associated to obesity and diabetes and cancer and gallbladder disease and PCOS, the polycystic ovarian syndrome. You know, we used to think of that as just a thing that hit women that caused infertility. But no, it's it's due primarily to this insulin resistance. Then you've got dementia, heart disease, and more. Fifth thing, and if that wasn't bad enough, those other four, fructose doesn't suppress appetite like glucose does. So you overeat. And sixth, finally, sixth, along with not suppressing the appetite, fructose affects how satisfied you get from a meal and makes us leptin resistant. So you're just wanting to eat all the time, storing the belly fat, contributing to obesity. So, you know, it's a lot going on with this fructose. And you look at the research zeroing in on how fructose affects uric acid that can lead to gout that is linked to an increased risk of heart disease. And you see, when fructose breaks down, purines are released. And ultimately, in metabolism, uric acid is produced through those purines. If you've ever had gout, you know uric acid can form painful crystals in the joints causing that gout inflammation. Fructose can generate uric acid within minutes of being consumed. There was a study in the American Journal of um, the, the Journal of the American Medical Association clear back in 2010. And it's the risk of gout for women drinking orange juice daily was 41% higher than women that rarely drank orange juice. The study summarized, and I quote, 
that while having a significant causal link between fructose consumption, elevated uric acid levels, and cardiovascular disease has not yet been established, there is an association between uric acid and cardiovascular risk factors. Okay, that was 12 years ago, and I'm here to say the gun is smoking and uric acid is looking really suspicious. We're continuing to find out why sugar is killing us slowly and surely on so many fronts. And it's just everywhere you look, standard American diet, you look at labels, and it's in every meal, the sugary drinks, tea, flavored water, what you put in your coffee, ketchup, mayonnaise, pickles, all the salad dressings, let alone the candies and cookies. Oh my gosh, and it's so, so hard because it's addictive. It hits the dopamine receptors and Food manufacturers know this. They sneak sugar in everywhere. They know you love it, and they know that they put as much as possible in there and more. You're going to want more and more of it. It is a drug, refined and white, just like cocaine. It acts like a drug. Study after study, researchers all around the world are proving this. Sugar hits the same addiction centers of the brain as cocaine. In fact, eight times more addictive than cocaine. They did a study on rats I've told you about time and time again. Overwhelmingly, even cocaine-addicted rats preferred sugar over the cocaine. No wonder our country is so overweight and while we're always going back to the refrigerator for something sweet. Food companies want us addicted and buying as much as possible. Okay, now let's talk glycation. How sugar ages us how sugar causes our cells to kind of rust, how sugar metabolically damages our cells and all the proteins, the enzymes, the tissues in a process called glycation. You may be familiar with the term through diabetics. Your doctor may have even ordered a hemoglobin A1C. That measures how much sugar is floating around in your blood bombarding all the cells like a hailstorm and attaching to the cells. They measure it on hemoglobin molecules in diabetics because hemoglobin lasts about three months. So you get like a three-month average of blood sugar. The higher it is in the blood, the more it attaches. So what's the problem if it attaches? What's the big deal? Well, first of all, it accelerates aging. Advanced glycation end products. Yeah, they call it ages for short. It's kind of a cute little catchy thing, but it's exactly what it means. You know, the more sugar you have, the more it's breaking down the cells, causing advanced aging. Think, think of blood sugar, blood glucose as basically liquid sugar. If you've ever spilled fruit juice or syrup on your hands, you know, sticky. And in the body, think of the stickiness as glycation. Glycation is where the blood sugar sticks to and damages the proteins in the body. These injured proteins, I mean, they can be enzymes, they can be collagen, they can be any of those proteins. You know, in order for them, when they get that glycation on there, they stop functioning correctly. They become inflamed. And those advanced glycation end products are linked to the progression of all the diseases we think of in modern society, Alzheimer's, atherosclerosis, cardiovascular, eye damage, um, increases, everything that increases with age is going to increase with these ages. 
advanced glycation in products. Think the higher the blood sugar, the more serious the damage. Glycation damage is why diabetics chronically have high, that have high blood sugar experience more neuropathy, higher rates of cancer, heart disease, kidney damage, and blindness. Over time, along with all the oxidative stress that it causes, it makes the collagen and other proteins stiff. You know, that's the lens in your eyes, so it can form cataracts. If it's your joints, they don't repair, they wear out. We want to keep that collagen fresh, renewing. That's why we take collagen, vitamin C. It nourishes that. So glycation is the mechanism where things break down. And all of these certain proteins stop working, they're rusted, they're damaged. So glycation does cause damage, sometimes irreversible. So we have to prevent it in the first place. Damage of sugar can be prevented or at least minimized by keeping the sugars low and by working with natural inhibitors from plants to keep that glycation, that stickiness minimized. Plants, oh my goodness, 25,000 phytochemicals that have been with us since the beginning and available free at every meal to help us fight disease. You eat the berries, lots of vegetables, flax seeds, nuts, chocolate, coffee, tea, even wine, leafy vegetables, the cruciferous ones, broccoli, your onions, your peppers, apples, grapes, garlic, powerhouse. Garlic and onions are powerhouse. Then you've got Tulsi tea. You've got curcumin from turmeric. You've got cinnamon. You've got black mustard seed. You know, your, your cupboard, your spice cupboard is full of all sorts of things that help prevent the damage of sugars. Then we've got this herb, Gymnema sylvestra. I love it. A famous herb spice um, literally translates into sugar destroy it, destroyer. If you put it in your mouth, to taste the gymnema, it's going to stop you from tasting anything sweet. What a perfect way to kick the sugar addiction. Take this before you cave and you can't taste the sweet sweetness. So really helpful to fight sugar cravings and beat the addiction. It also lowers blood sugar, decreases the liver's production of sugar in diabetic mice, found to help regenerate the beta cells. And to regenerate the beta cells is nothing less than miraculous because that's where insulin is made and becomes depleted. So you can see why I'm always cheering the plants, eating those fruits and vegetables. Oh, they've got everything to help with the prevention of disease. So what else can we do to help with preventing, reversing, and even helping treating diseases, same thing I always say. Besides eating right with all the herbs and spices and vegetables and some fruit, we exercise. We put mice through all sorts of experiments to help us understand how we can have better health, vitality, and longevity. So we find, of course, exercise improves health. Second thing, sleep more. Sleep deprivation makes glycation more likely and stress less. Now, more important than ever, I have seen the healthiest people get sick in this last few years, and it's partly due to the stress. Sugar is the worst thing you can eat. It breaks down to fructose, increases risk of all the chronic diseases, and things that we can do to reduce our risk are the phytonutrients in food, the exercise, getting enough sleep, and practicing good stress reduction every day. Those are the things that really build health. 
help prevent diabetes and help reverse some of the damage. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this or other shows wherever you listen to podcasts or on my website, debford.com. Thank you and have a great day.